This is a HeadGum Podcast. In 86, N.M. Martin wrote the first book of what became a cult. Now it's time for Babysitter's Club And here we are together here again. I am. It's me. Yes. Tanner. And I'm Jack. Green Ring. Shepard. And what do you want? What you want something from me? You want me to say something? Let's say what let's say what I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say this. You know I what we've been having? You, Jack? I just want okay. your presence. I want the okay. I want your light in my life. Yeah. I want you to I'm trying to think of a joke from the film we watched. Okay. But it's pretty problematic. What about this? It's not that problematic. There are like pretty a few problematic. problematic. There's a pretty deep. Uh, there's a there's a running joke about Thor being an, and I quote. Okay, yeah, Th- yes, that part. Great. The, what this energy coming into this is the worst. I texted <laughs> you last night at I think around midnight. Yeah, the film probably the film, and I was like, this film has lots of issues, and right. you were like, and it's, I don't see any issues. I didn't say that. I said. I'll I'll recount the text to you if you want to hear it. You texted me last night out of nowhere, and you were like, "Hey, this film is pretty problematic." Because I suggested it. Yeah, you're like, "Hey, this film is pretty problematic," and I responded, "Oh, weird! It didn't seem problematic in the late '80s." <laughs> yeah, which is funny. I, think I was responding to all the Thor's stuff. Okay, there's there they say it twice, and now you've said it twice, and so now they you in the film they say it a lot. They say it twice. I don't want to talk about it anymore. That part's it's not good. Let's let's take a second and sit back and acknowledge. I'm not that sure they've ever made the that film. character. I think it's fine if Thor okay. is gay. I'm not sure they've ever made that character choice for Thor. Okay. Right. There you know? goes my hero. <laughs> He's ordinary, and that's about you. And there are the film was made in the late '80s, and so there are some things that are not up to code, uh, and and that's one of them. That's the the biggest one. Uh, we, we will not be dwelling on it. Of, portrayal of people of color in the film, and that's not you great have either. That conversation? And, no, I specifically saying I don't. <laughs> <laughs> so you agree with me that the film has its issues? Yes, I said that. Okay, we watched a film, Baby Nation. Yeah, we and watched you're a film. And you're welcome, and we and, and I hope I've signaled my virtues, yeah, brilliantly enough, loud and clear, loud yeah. and clear. They're, you're like positively pulsating, yeah, with your virtues. There goes it's like my a hero. pulsar, yes, almost. just two big um, beams of virtue shooting out of my head. You and I, Tanner, for the last five years of our life, have been having adventures in babysitting, have we not? Hmm. And now, f- finally, here it is. This is where we've arrived. The culmination of our knowledge. The culmination of our learning and our understanding in this one perfect film, and it's not perfect, is it? Because there are some problematic elements. Any way, but it is very good. Apart from those things, I, and it's called Adventures in Babysitting. I've never seen this film. I watched it as a I barely heard of it. Really? God. Yeah. <laughs> but I gotta say, was pretty charmed by it at first until oh. it started getting pretty. Uh, it hasn't. Let's just drop it. Okay, hasn't aged well. I and mean, as long as we all understand that, and as long as we can move forward and talk about it 
in a yeah. productive way. Yeah. We can be critical of it and movie. still have fun with it. The, I was eight years old when Just this like film we can be out. critical of the road and still have fun with it. Yeah, just like I guess which, which we maybe talked were. about last week, and by last yeah. week I mean Jack and I are actually talking about it tomorrow. But yeah. you heard the episode last you week. You don't need to know that. Yeah, what yeah. was it like? Tell us. <laughs> Probably sad. You don't know. Probably <laughs> like pretty sad. That book's a real bummer. Yeah. <laughs> we're both in various states of being done with the book. <laughs> I don't think I'm. I'm a little further along than you, and I don't. I'm not having fun with it. <laughs> We can't talk about it yet. We're going to talk about it tomorrow, but for you, it was last week, unless you're listening to these episodes out of order. Listen, this week we wa- we watched Adventures in Babysitting. I want to tell you a little bit about my experience with Adventures in Babysitting. Okay. When this movie came out, it was 1987, and babysitting was in the air, wasn't it? <laughs> babysitting was in the air. Anna Martin had invented the concept one year prior yep. and int- introduced an unsuspecting virgin world to the concept of babysitting and everybody loved it didn't they and they were like we want more babysitting we want babysitting on the silver screen here's the thing i like babysitting i like what you're doing with the concept and yeah not a reader i'm not a reader how can i get babysitting injected directly into my eyeballs they said well i'll tell you how jack yeah and it's a movie. Enter 15th century Italian explorer Christopher, <laughs> Christopher Columbus. Columbus. Yes. Yes. Discovered yes. America. Well, then discover it. You know, obviously it was pretty problematic <laughs> in his own right. And if we want to get into that, we can too here. Yeah. This is the proper venue for why don't sort you just of say laying it? Out, out all of why the don't you... crimes that Christopher Columbus has done. Is this the right venue yeah. for that? Yeah, let's let's hear your stance on Christopher Columbus now. Bad. There goes my hero. He's ordinary. Thank you. And that's about you. And Christopher Columbus, I should tell you, is different. The director is different. The producer what do you mean? is is different. What does that mean? He did it at all the movies uh, in the eighties. Christopher Columbus. He did, lit- did literally all the movies. So the, you you were you were bringing this up prior to recording as if you were like hey this guy called christopher columbus did the movie and it sounds like the explorer and my response is that's i think one of the most famous director producers of all time and did literally every single movie throughout the 80s and the 90s every single one i've never all i know is his uh world exploration Okay. Feats. Yeah. His feats of yes. world exploration. Yes. Okay. Well, he did every single movie, and he did Adventures in Babysitting. I think it was probably a smash hit. It. So rules. you said he's direct. He directed every movie in the eighties, is what you said. Yeah, in the eighties. I'm on his IMDb page. He directed two movies in the eighties. Okay. Adventures in Babysitting and Hotel Heartbreak Hotel. Those are the only two movies that I care about in the, in that decade. <laughs> He directed a lot of movies in the nineties. <laughs> okay, fine. It was in, this was his like. This is where he really came into his own. So that's another thing that we have Anne to thank for. She launched, much like the um, career of Christopher Ferdinand Columbus. and Isabella. I also, say Anne, most people call him Chris. Columbus. I'm saying something funny. Yeah, much like Ferdinand and Isabella, Anne launched Christopher Columbus into the discovery of a new world. <laughs> There goes my <laughs> hero. He's ordinary. 
<laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I think it was Ferdinand and Isabella. <laughs> I, I got that right. right. Um, we loved the movie. It's great. Um, and it's it was fun. Uh, so I it's, was eight years old when this came out, and I watched it. Uh, and guess who I watched it with? My cousin, who introduced me to the Babysitters Club. Pip. She was like, "You got." They put babysitting on the big screen now, and she and I remember it? watching it. They pulled and it my, off. My aunt, you were like one of those Russian people with the train coming down the track on the screen. Yeah, you're just like yeah. babysitting on the Whoa. screen. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, I'm glad Pip introduced you to Pip. Really wanted you to be uh, in in the babysitting club. She really wanted me to be world. in the babysitting club in the babysitting world. And um, uh, my aunt uh, Pip's mother Jennifer, um, Jen. big Jen was one of these folks who always got the latest technology. And so she had a Gen big screen. X. That's a cool nickname for her. If she's getting all great. the latest... Te- what do you mean? Because I was. It's not great because I still haven't finished the sentence. Call her Gen X. Okay, fine. And yes, Gen X. And she all, would always have the latest technology, and she got a large screen television. And I, But it was like... Imagine... Big screen TV. I guess you don't even talk about big screen TVs anymore because, like, they're, they're just like, big, how baby. how big is your TV? But this one was like, you know how TVs? Well, okay, so young folks who listen to our show, TVs used to co- go around, but also backwards. TVs used to just take up a room, and they would go backwards. And so, if you had a large screen television, like a really big one, that's a wall. <laughs> a that's, that's a monster. quarter of your of your living room. It was it was like a cabinet, uh, yeah. but I did watch Adventures in Babysitting on that television probably a couple times, and I loved it. Yeah, um, and I did think for probably until I was in my teens, at least maybe into my twenties, that that Thor the character was an invention of this movie. And what did you think of his sexual preference? I was probably very progressive about it at the time, and continue to. Uh, excoriate and uh absolutely tut tut uh this film for having been pretty fucked up and problematic on the topic what do you mean now i'm I'm confused you're saying it's fucked up for someone to be gay that's the implication of the movie and the in the they make the joke a couple times i was hoping that we'd stay off of it it is it's bad brought us back baby okay brought us back weird that this little girl is so obsessed with thor and not like it's cool. fun Chris Hemsworth Thor. It's like old timey Thor. It's like uh what's his face? Jack Kirby Thor. Okay, I'm interested. Tell me more. So she so the girl we we're going to have to describe the plot of the film. The film is Adventures in Babysitting as you know um what we've always done since the beginning of time is talk about iconic babysitters of history and uh mm-hmm. in this case uh, the iconic babysitter is Elizabeth Shue and we have explored now the Babysitters Club, The Mandalorian, uh, Waterworld. Hey, Jack. Uh, the babysitter. She's a shoe. The road. And what's the joke? She's a shoe. Elizabeth Shoe. It's <laughs> that's the joke. Okay. And there's there. You don't have anything else to add to it. Do I need more? I guess not. It's Elizabeth Shoe. She's beautiful, and she's a babysitter. And it's a movie about babysitting. Um, and she babysits Sarah. And a boy who's roughly her age. <laughs> Two years younger. This is something yeah. that came up in the, the Babysitter's Club yeah. books. In the Novels. Babysitter's Guide to Babysitting, specifically. From time to time. Yeah. Um, 
sometimes you run into trouble where the person you're babysitting is too close to you in age. And sometimes you run into trouble where the person you're babysitting is deeply in love with you. Yes, and that has happened in the BSC books. I think Byron happens was deeply in, in love with Stacy. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Um, and um, the so the boy is called Brad. Brad. Big Brad. Um, and it's Adventures in Babysitting. If you haven't watched it, it's a 1987 film by Christopher Columbus and written by David Simpkins. And it's got Elizabeth Shue in it, and it's good. And uh, we should describe the plot. And whose turn is it? I think it's Mm, your turn. No, it's certainly not my turn. I described the road last week. Fuck me. God. (laughs) Well, I'm glad I get to describe this novel and not the road. (laughs) I'll say that now. Yeah. Um, Um, All right. How, How we do it in this? I give you 80 seconds, but I actually just play dramatic music, so try to rise to the occasion of that. And you say what happens in this video novel. It's um, it's good. It's it's tons of fun. It's very tons fun. Tons of fun. Yeah, it was yeah. good. I know we have a lot of issues with it, but it was really fun. And I loved it as an eight-year-old. I thought it was just fucking fantastic. Sure. And I didn't see it before, yes, last night. Yeah. But I liked it as a 36-year-old. Yeah. We learned a lot about babysitting. I mean, we were... No. I'll say we were able to bring our extensive and prodigious babysitting knowledge to bear on this movie as experts. Yeah. Uh, in a way that was very rewarding um, and in a way that you probably can't understand if you don't have the same sort of professional expertise that we have. Shall I start? Yes. Okay. What, how do we do it? You mute yourself? I give you 80 seconds. I'm not going to mute myself. Please don't. Please interject okay. if you feel the need to. Uh, when should Ready? I start? Go. Okay, so Madeline Stilwell from The Boys is a babysitter, and she's dating Josh Lyman, and he blows her off because his sister's sick. So she takes a babysitting gig, and she goes over there, and there's a girl who's obsessed with four, and there's a boy who's in in love with her, and then the guy from Rent is there, too, and he is like a horn dog. Um and he wants to do intercourse with the babysitter and she won't do that that's the halfway point okay and then they leave and they go to the city to rescue a girl and their car breaks down and a guy with a hook hand saves them and they end up at a jazz club and they steal a playboy from some mobsters and the mobsters chase them around the city and they end up at a big building in Chicago where the parents are and then they defeat the mobsters and return back to the suburbs where they uh, uh, everything is fine okay you still got 10 more seconds if you want okay um do you want me to say what happened in the yeah. m- movie? Yeah. Okay. And time. Uh, here's what happened in the movie. Uh, uh, Elizabeth That's Shue it. babysits. I did it all. Terrible job. And she babysits for some kids. And um, then her friend is stuck at the railway station because she's run away. Can we and talk so very briefly it, about how Elizabeth Shue is clearly Stacy McGill and the girl stuck at the train station is clearly Mallory Pike? Mallory Pike. Yeah. 100%. I, d- I have that in my notes. That is exactly right. And I, this is what I'm saying. Babysitting was in the air. It was 87. There's no yeah. way that Chris Columbus 
was not looking, didn't have a big fucking frame photo of Anna Martin on his fucking right. wall when he wrote this movie. It's like the thing where like Shakespeare has written, there's only like 27 stories and Shakespeare wrote them all and everything else yeah. is just iterations. It's that, yeah. this is, that is this. Like, yeah, and that's there's only this, and that's, one babysitting story. It's a babysitter's club, and everyone else is just kind of drafting. And that's what we're doing with our podcast. We've recognized that every story ultimately is a babysitting story. Yeah. And we're doing them all, but we're starting with powerful. the most important one, which is Anne's. And then we're yeah. moving on. Yeah. Um, so Mallory is at the uh, train station because she ran away. And Elizabeth Shue from Leaving Las Vegas has to, um, or what's your one? The boys. Has Madeline to, Stilwell from The Boys. Madeline Stilwell from The Boys uh, has to take her babysitting charges to go and rescue her friend from the train station because there are like homeless people there. And again, the, the movie is not entirely tricky, unproblematic. Tough, tough <laughs> stance on the homeless community. Yeah. yeah. And although um, I will say there's one scene, I guess is a segment. Yeah, okay. Called Baller of the Week. Okay, I've got a, that's my Baller of the Week too. I swear to God, I swear to God, this is my Baller of the Week too. I the swear man. to God. Yeah. There, so <laughs> Mallory Pike's on the phone with Madeline Stillwell and she's like, you have to come get me. And she looks out the phone booth and there's a like a pervert man in like a black yeah. trench coat there. And he pulls a handgun out of his belt <laughs> and and looks at her and goes like hey, and like nods it's, his head enthusiastically. Chris, please hurry up and get here. Brenda, I've got my mom's car. I can't drive it into the city. Oh my god! There's a man with a gun! Get me the hell out of here! Brenda, look, just hang up and sit down. Don't move. I'll be there in half an hour. Oh, please hurry. I think he's gonna kill somebody. Maybe me. Brenda? She's in the phone booth. Uh, um, and Gen Z uh, phone booth is like, it's like, it's like, imagine if you had like an oh, iPhone right. and that it was like inside a box that you could climb like in a little and box. you had to pay to use it. Right. That's like that. Um, and she's like crying. And this dude is obviously just like, the whole time is just like waiting for her to catch his eye. Yeah. <laughs> and then she like looks up and as soon as she catches his eye, he like pulls out a handgun for, and like, and just like does this bit little dance, like, ha like, brandishes it. And he's like, look, I got a gun. <laughs> and, and they do that cutaway like three times. Yeah. <laughs> they just keep going back to this gentleman with the gun. Um, but, um, so on the way to pick her up, even though it is obviously against the rules of babysitting, um, a, a number of terrible events occur that put, make them fall afoul of a gang of car thieves. And those are the adventures in babysitting. Those are the adventures in babysitting. Yes. They, they blow a tire, a kindly gentleman called, I don't know, I remember his name. He was cool. He's called kind Pruitt. A, Pruitt, yeah, he's a bit of a maniac. So I can um, tell you, I've written down the chain of disasters if you want. This is the butterfly effect please, with Ash, please, please, Ashton please. Kutcher. Yeah. Um, is that a babysitting So this film? is the... Ch- Excuse me? Is that a babysitting film? I haven't seen it. Does It's butterflies, I think. It's a butterfly okay. film. Okay. I haven't seen it. But this is the butterfly effect. So these are the events, in my mind, that turn what should have been a quiet night at home babysitting um, for um, a kid who seems definitely old enough to babysit by himself. He's certainly older by two years than Christy yeah, um, and his sister. 
So Except he's first of all, apparently like a unreliable. I guess. The okay, they explain yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Josh Lyman cancels his date from the with from the West Wing. He's sort of and a that bad really boy hunk. Freaked my bean. Yeah. They've cast him as the bad boy it, hunk. The first scene is this, uh, the first scene of this movie is is uh, Madeline Stilwell from The Boys is um is uh, dancing around in her room and then at the end of this like kind of fun dance she does with the teddy bear to like a cool 80s song. It was she, not a cool 80s song. It was a doo-wop song from the Okay, whatever. To a cool 50s. song. 50s. Okay, so thank you for correcting every t- tiny like aspect. We're of fucking journalists, Jack. That I'd say. Yeah, okay. Babysitter's Club journalists. Thanks. It's and it's helped. I think it's helped the podcast that you corrected that. And like, imagine if imagine if you hadn't so seen the film stuff and you thought that the, the s- opening song was a different kind of song than the one I said. For I don't get why there was so much point. stuff in the eighties that was obsessed with the fifties. Like even later in this film, they get in like a. It's like a how we're obsessed tiff. with the nineties now, dude. Think about it. Fucking think about it and think about it. I'm not obsessed with the nineties. Yes, you are, and yes, we all are, and think about it. And now that's what that is, and fucking live in that. And now, don't you feel old? Because that's uh, what that they is. They even like bump into some some like toughs on a train later in downtown Chicago, yeah. and they're like they're like West Side Story like greasers. Yeah. It's the Warriors. <laughs> it's the Warriors. Yeah. <laughs> Listen. Uh, at the beginning of the film, uh, Elizabeth Shue is dancing around with her teddy bear to a cool song of some kind, and um, she at the end of it, she kisses a photo, and I was like, did she just kiss a photo of Josh Lyman? Right. And that is who it is, and it freaked hey, my damn too. bean. Yeah. So that's the first thing. That's a chain of disasters. Uh, Bradley Whitford cancels the date. Yeah, his sister's sick. His sister's sick, he says. And then uh, then the second disaster is that uh, Brent, uh, Mallory gets stuck at the train station. And then the car gets a flat on the way there. And then um, Elizabeth Shue loses her wallet. And then they get picked up by this tow truck driver, Pruitt. Who's and while he's taking them – and he's, his intentions are good, but he gets a phone call that his wife is cheating on him. And that's the next disaster. And uh, then – while he's like going to shoot the lover of his wife, they hide in the lover's car, and a man is in the middle of stealing the car. Joe Gibb, is his name, and then yeah, and he's they good. Insist on calling him by his full name throughout the film. Yeah, uh, he's sort of, and a, then that's it. He's sort of a charming. He's charming. Rogue, rogue. He's rakish. Rogue. Everyone else in the car thief gang wants to kill the children. Yeah, they and all that's kill bad children. babysitting. He's not into killing children. He, for some reason, decides to invite them back to the chop shop. Yeah, he's like, "Listen, I stole the car. You're in it. That's an issue, obviously. Right? Yeah. But like, we're also in a neighborhood where if you, if I was to leave, let you get out of the car now, you would die right. instantly. Yeah. So I'm going to take you to a chop shop. Right, where which bad is like, men are doing bad business. Where like my fucking co-conspirators are like ruthless criminals who are definitely right. going to kill you, and they yeah. do want to. They do want, and to they do, do want the to. bad guys. Yeah. But instead, they lock them in an office where the guy from Rent, yeah, and Star Trek, uh, the new Star Trek show, okay, steals Picard? a Playboy magazine. Yeah, where they've taken notes. Yeah. 
uh, about their dealings, which can be turned in to like you know put them in jail. And then when they escape, they take the Playboy magazine with them because um, they, they had previously like lost the same Playboy magazine. And it was um, his dad's, but, the guy from Rent. It was his dad's, and, and the reason that they had it in the first place is because there was a centerfold who looked a lot like Elizabeth Shue, and they do objectify her a lot, don't they, in the show? They do. Everyone does. A lot of people do. Yeah. Including uh, a bunch she's of a uh, frat boys from the yes. University of Chicago or something. And then she marries a frat boy. Yeah, they they end up. God, it's such a such a journey they go on. It's such a journey, and that's actually my uh, hashtag swoon of the week. The boy, and it's the frat boy, and um, it's hashtag swoon is something that the uh, teens say uh, on TikTok, and um, and actually nobody's even on TikTok anymore. It's the whatever the latest thing is. So um, you, and, oh, parlor. Uh, so yeah, you <laughs> want yeah. you're the thing you like. Is this nineteen-year-old adult? Yeah, yeah. Uh, chasing after this seventeen-year-old high school girl. That seems <laughs> that's fine by you. Yeah, that's fine by me. And what he says, just for the sake of bre- brevity of our podcast, <laughs> that is fine. Let's just say that's fine by me. <laughs> you're you are coming out with a lot of strong opinions about things this week. <laughs> he um. <laughs> She's a senior and he's a freshman in college. And <laughs> he, the movie paints it as fine. <laughs> movie like this is fine. At the end of the film, uh, he shows up after all the adventures are over, and she's and and he shows up because he like brings some toy that the child has lost, skate, and he uh, hands skate. it to Elizabeth Shue, and it's the it's one funny. hour and thirty six minute mark, and. He says, uh, that's not that funny. And he, <laughs> he says, I'm looking for a babysitter. And then Elizabeth Shue says, well, um, I think tonight was my last job. And then he's like, he just like fucking oh. waits. He just like yeah. hangs tight and waits because he needs her to say something for the joke to work. And then she goes, who is the babysitter for? And then he goes, me. me. Adult baby. And it's adult baby. He's isn't part it? of the adult baby fetish community. <laughs> okay, perfect. And he and that, was I, like sort of gauging her reaction, it, like, I? and I walked into it, didn't I? Me? Yeah. And, and yeah. She's like, and I walked into it. Oh. And okay. I should have seen that coming. Yeah. And that's the end of the hashtag. And he's like, I made a boom boom. Okay, perfect. And then they and do so a kiss. you know, seem to know a lot about how to do this, and they do have a kiss, and it's a beautiful film. I've got a lot. That's the that song, I want. the popular '80s song that they they play at the beginning of the film. It's called "And Then He Kissed Me," and then they play it again because then the yeah. frat boy does kiss her. He does, and do also they do jazz, uh, blues. They do blues. Yes, they, they end up at a blues club, and apparently the rule, the first yeah. rule of blues club is you can't leave blues club without singing the it blues fucking owns and they sing and we'll play a clip of it they sing a song called the babysitting blues <laughs> yeah the tire had a blowout and my mom's car got shot up and this guy started to chase us and we all got hijacked <laughs> we're cruising down the highway this big old cadillac and it's so hard yeah! 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 it's so hard Baby 
then they go to a hospital because the boy gets stabbed in the foot, yeah. sort of. Mm-hmm. And while they're there, the the guy who's was sleeping with the maniac's wife is there. Shows up. So is the maniac who helps them escape. It's a beautiful movie. It's just it's so complex, and you just like you think you got to to like rest and catch your breath, but. Yeah. Then just something no. even wilder comes along. A little girl ends up sort of traversing the side of a skyscraper. Yeah, and that actually gave me vertigo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it's pretty intense. And then Vincent D'Onofrio's there, and he's like a creep or like a weirdo. Mm-hmm. But he's, his heart melts when a little girl says that he's Thor. Oh, that, that's Vincent D'Onofrio. From Men in Black. More water. More water, yeah, and his is Thor, yes, and he, um, the girl is obsessed with her name is Sarah. She's obsessed with Thor. Um, I would like to argue that she is a Loki figure. She's a Loki figure, yeah, trickster. So the way that it works is that Sarah, so Sarah is the main baby in this novel, yes, and she's dressed as Thor. But she represents chaos at during every crisis, like throughout every crisis. When the crisis occurs, when they get a flat tire, she's, like, thrilled about it and laughs. Yeah. When they, like, end up in a car that's in the in the midst of being stolen, she laughs and she's like, this is awesome. Have you seen 2018's so, Joker? No. Okay. But thank you for asking me that. It kind of while I was in the middle of saying something else. Well, and Joker in 2018's Joker might have been 2018. Because a lot of listening in, is asking questions, isn't it? And isn't it asking questions? And this is my question to you. He and has a lot of some listening sort of is asking disorder questions. Even if someone else is talking. When something makes him upset, he laughs. Okay. And I'm Great. wondering if she's a Joker like figure. And maybe Joker's a Loki like figure. And maybe they're all. Yes. I'm sure it's all connected, and that's what Christopher Columbus is doing. I'm arguing that she represents chaos, and she's dressed as Thor, but she acts as Loki. And that's interesting. She is, in some ways, the catalyst for this for this film going off the rails. She is embracing the chaos. She's embracing the adventures in babysitting. She's creating the adventures. Babysitting is not something that should be adventurous or adventuresome. Mm. And yet this child... Do I think that's true? The Babysitter's Club went on a lot of adventures when they were babysitting. Mm, they did burn a man. It burned a man. Tommy Sue got stuck in that well. Yep. The um, There was a, a a dog thief. Claudia broke her leg. Yeah. No, you're right. Babysitting is an adventure. I want to talk to you about the numerous babysitting metaphors that okay. shine through this intricate and high concept video novel but first i would like for us to take a a short break i have no issue with that okay and now a word from our sponsor BetterHelp. um a dilly dilly my lord (laughs) oh hey it's evil jack here i was just workshopping some of the most evil ways to start an ad spot. Evil Tanner couldn't make it today because he's busy trying to break his previous record for how many people he can tell that they should smile more in a 24-hour period. I just wanted to give you an update on our uh, evil company, BetterHelp, uh, where we help evil 
bettors to um, make small lucrative bets on extremely wicked outcomes. Uh, like, for instance, I bet that I can accidentally put my own bag on the weighing area of your self-checkout at the grocery store so you have to call someone over to make the machine work again. Well, basically, since you asked, it's going uh, pretty badly. Um, because apparently the name of our company sounds too much like the name of our sponsor, BetterHelp. See, it's pronounced completely differently. They're online therapy that will uh, pair you with a licensed therapist in no time at all. Um, and in addition to not even really sounding the same as our evil company, BetterHelp is easy to use, it's entirely online, and they are super flexible, so it's no problem to fit them into your own schedule, which is completely the opposite of how we do it. Anyway, everyone's saying that we shouldn't use the name, which causes me grief, anxiety, self-esteem, and LGBT matters. And to make matters worse, um, I can't even get therapy for this stuff because I don't believe that men need therapy because I'm evil. If you're ready uh, to give online therapy a try, though, all you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Bedfellows today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Bedfellows. Babysitting, Tanner, Yep, is an emergency. Okay. It is a dynamic act that exists in a natural state of tension between innocence and experience. Babysitting, I'm talking, Mm -hmm. babysitting is a temporary orphaning. It is a fire drill for the inevitable loss of the agents and the guardians that protect us from the world. But importantly, although it contains all of these traumas inside its praxis, it is ultimately just a performance of these crises, one that will be remedied at the moment of babysitting's end, when the parents return and the world is set right again. This film explores those themes and makes manifest that idea. What babysitting is, is the subject of this film. And throughout this film, we see babysitting as a metaphor and babysitting as an idea brought about in manifold different ways. One obvious one is this concept of babysitting as control okay at the 28 minute and 30 second mark when things are starting to really go off the rails the the car has been stolen and they're careening into the darkness what does elizabeth shoe say what does she do how does she handle it she becomes babysitter she takes on the mantle of babysitter and tells the boy that he needs to stop eating chocolate uh, because it'll hurt his acne. And she tells Sarah that she's got to take her cough syrup. And she tells Daryl to buckle up his seatbelt. The chick is losing it. I am not. Brad, you want some candy? Brad, no chocolate. Your acne. Sarah, it is time for your cough syrup. Daryl, fasten the seatbelt. She's definitely losing it. I am not losing anything. I am still in control here. 
Then we have a moment we've talked about before, you and I. Um, the moment where they go into the blues club and are forced to sing a song about um, the babysitting blues before yeah. uh, they're allowed to leave the club. And this is, of course, is babysitting as artistic expression, right? right? This is the moment I was talking about where babysitting is a performance, right? It's a performance. Yeah. It's an art. And then you, of course, have uh, throughout this babysitting from a Freudian perspective. Right at the 48-minute mark, Brad, the boy who has a crush on Elizabeth Shue, says you should give other men a chance. you call him Brad because his name is Bradley Whitford? No, his name is Brad, and Bradley Whitford's name is Josh Lyman. But the boy's name, who's one of the kids, is called Brad, and that's irrelevant to the fact that Bradley Whitford's name is Josh Lyman. I hope I've explained that. Oh, 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 the boy is Brad. Yes. Bradley Whitford. Yes. Is Josh Lyman. Yes. Is so that helpful? Yeah. yeah. But I think we've cleared it up. He says... I just think you should give other guys a chance. Like who? Well, like... Uh, Don't say it. Don't say it. <sighs> like me? And then Elizabeth Chu says... Well, it, it's just that you're a child. Right. Right? And then yeah. later in the frat house at the one hour and eight minute mark, Daryl... The horn dog from Rent, I guess? He's from Rent, yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. But 6, he. 6,500, um, minutes. And thank you for singing. And he, um, a sorority sister, chooses to. Oh, Star Trek. Um, to hide have... him. That is one of my yes. cons. One of my big cons. Babysitting. The, uh, yep. Babysitting pros and cons. Do not let your babysitting charge be. Yeah. Filated by yes. a college student. Her boyfriend sees it and he says, Oh, you're a dead kid. I didn't touch her. I'm just a child. Right? And so it's this re... Um, fuck, what's the word that, you got that f- works? F- fellatio on the mind, huh? It's Wh- tough to focus. <laughs> it's this reification of the idea of babysitting as a loss of innocence, right? Yeah. Where babysit, listen, babysitting exists in this liminal state. We've talked about it before. It's the tension between the sitter and the sat. If you're a babysitter, by definition, you're at an inflection point between childhood and adulthood. Elizabeth Shue brings it up at the beginning of this film. Yeah. She says, I'm too old to babysit, but she's not quite, right? Babysitting is at this seesaw point between childhood and adulthood. Right. Not yet a man. Uh, is not- it? Still a girl, not yet a woman, as Britney Spears said. That's what Britney Spears says. Is it an accident, Tanner, that the primary point of tension in this film comes from the fact that the children have stolen a Playboy from yeah. the adults? Right? Man, that's sex stuff. They've, but they've taken on the mantle. So naughty. Right? right? It's this moment of transition. It's this liminal point. Right. The film is an exploration of... Everything that it means to be human through the lens of babysitting. It's ta- it's taking babysitting. Adventures in babysitting is another way of saying living. Isn't it? It's a pretty stark contrast from last week's episode. And what did we say on that I one? presume. Because <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't seem like there's a whole lot of good living happening on that one. You know? So... I'm glad. I'm glad babysitting has finally kind of taken on this life force again. Well, that's what Chris Columbus saw. Yeah, and the New World. Yeah. (laughs) But that's exactly right. It's the New World. 
I just wow. think this is a really powerful movie, and I think it's the most important movie ever made. A ring, ring. And what's now happening? Because it sounds like there's ring, a ring, ringing. ring, ring. Is it on your side? Do you hear it? Ring, 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 ring. I think I it's on my anything. side. I think it's your desk phone. Okay, I'm just going to answer it, I guess. Maybe we should insert that sound effect that's like the 24 ringtone where it's like, dur, dur, dur. <laughs> you know that, like office yeah, yeah. ringtone. Yeah. Oh, I think I hear that now. I got to get this. I got to get this. Hello, this is Jack Bauer. Jack Bauer. <laughs> It's uh <clears throat> Hello? Hello? Uh, hi, this is Jack uh Jackson. Jack Jackson, pleasure to make your acquaintance. Mhm. Uh it's me, Mike Toddwell. <laughs> Bradley Whitford's character from Adventure and Babysitting. Yes. Mhm. Yep. Uh, I'm a boy, 18 or so. <laughs> I have a car. There's a license plate on it. It says, so cool. Uh, mm-hmm. I was hoping to intern at your company. Yeah. And I thought I'd fit right in because my name is clearly just something Jack and Tanner <laughs> made up for the baby, the deep voice boys. Was it originally Todd Toddwell? And then they felt like that was <laughs> <laughs> too on the nose. Just a little bit too on the nose. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. Mike Toddwell. Hey, <laughs> ask me how I Todd. Uh, so cool. Well, <laughs> uh, you're hired. Uh, do you have any uh, babysitting adjacency? Because what we do here at uh, Cinertech, which is of. where I am the undersecretary, is uh, babysitting conglomerate. Yeah, I've got a little bit of experience. My um, ex girlfriend used to babysit a couple of rat kids the guy from Rent, a girl who's obsessed with Thor, mm-hmm. Brad. You know, Brad. Bradley Whitford. Yeah. And then uh, I have a little sister who's sick, and I take okay. care of her when she's sick, too. And she definitely is sick. Yep. That wasn't an uh, excuse. My parents to... And my parents have, like, a thing, so they can't take care of her, so. Okay. I do have to actually cancel this job <laughs> Okay. And go and take care of her. And I'm sorry, and I, I will make it up to you. I swear to you. My yeah. uh, Jason Bourne. What's your name? Jack, Jack Jackson. Jackson. I'll say before you go, it's just it's just such a shame that it felt like we were really going to get to know this new character who had kind of a lot of potential. Jack Jackson, uh, who he came from. A lot of people don't know this, but he I what I did was I I actually came from the um, deep state. You're the so sorry. I'm the undersecretary at Cinertech. I'm best friends with uh, Mark Markson and Dave Davison, who mysteriously disappeared and nobody knows where they went. Um, and Rich Richardson uh, is around, but he won't say anything about it. And Goliath Hardbody doesn't care. And I came from the deep state to kind of whip this thing into shape. But we, I guess it sounds like you're going to have to um, go. I have to, I have to go because my to sister is sick my and I do have to cancel the... the um, the job interview, but I want you to know, yeah, Jack Jackson, yeah, that you are the most special deep voice boy I've ever met in my life. Okay, well, I guess deep voice boys like me. Do you mean to say deep voice boys like me come along only once in a lifetime? Uh, uh, Jack Jackson, I yeah. want you to know that deep voice boys like you only come 
around once in a lifetime. Or twice in the same night. Or twice in the same night. And how did you catch me? It turns out that I'm at a fancy French diner <laughs> with Mark Markson. I think it's Rich Richson. Mark Markson is gone and no one knows where he went. Okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> Goodbye. And click. Scene. Scene. You know, Cess, girls like you come along once in a lifetime. <laughs> or twice in the same night. Oh wow! A new deep voice, boy. Wow! wow. This late in the canon, it's a, it's astonishing. But that's what this—that's yeah. fan service. That's yeah. <laughs> it's called fan service. Look it up. Look it up. That's what Cyril says all the time. <laughs> Speaking of something people say all the time, guy from Rent has a pretty catchy catchphrase in this film. He says, "You think? You think?" <laughs> He says it at the the least natural times. He's very unpleasant. Very unpleasant. Yeah. He like blackmails. Here's a qu- let me ask you this question. Yep. Is Leaving Las Vegas, which is the other movie I've seen apart from The Saint with Elizabeth Shue in it? Saint hell of a film. It's a hell of a film and it's underrated and people don't talk Val about Kilmer? it enough. Yeah, and it rules. Is that a babysitting but, film? No. Did you watch that show, The Pretender, back in the 90s? Yes. It was sort of The Saint, except it was a TV show. Yeah. Yeah. Here's my question for you. Is leaving Las Vegas in the same narrative universe as this? <sighs> I am convinced that this is the same narrative universe as The Babysitter's Club, and that Elizabeth Shue's character is really just Stacey McGill. Her name is Chris! She's obsessed with the city. She's not Christy, though. She's no Christy. So this is Stacy McGill, like four years from the events of the Babysitters Club. Yep, I think that Daryl is Jackie Radowski. Daryl is um, the Guy from boy Red. from Rent who's problematic and difficult. Yeah, I think Brad is Byron. I think right. Sarah Byron is Lethwich. whoever the youngest female Pike is. Claire. No, Sarah's too important for that. She's good. She's like tons of fun. So this Thor girl. Claire's fun. Claire says no air, no air. She's nothing. Um, yeah, sure, fine. Claire Pike. That I'll allow it. Okay. She's obsessed with Thor. She's obsessed with Thor and Vincent D'Onofrio on oh, more water. Uh, more has water. like a bad blonde wig on at one point. He runs Dawson's Garage. His name is Dawson. Yeah. And he has a bad blonde wig on, and Sarah's convinced that he is Thor in disguise. Right. And she gives him her Thor helmet that she wears throughout the entire film. Mm-hmm. Um, but first he threatens to beat up Brad because there was some misunderstanding about Thor's sexuality. Right, and we've c- covered it. Yeah. It's not great. Um, the way that it's handled is not great. Not great, Chris. Columbus. Yeah. Weird that Christopher Columbus named the lead character in this film after himself, even though Chris is not a, traditionally a female name. True. Uh, if I remember correctly, it's a running joke in the Pat segment of Saturday Night Live. Perfect. And that's and another thing that stands the fucking test of time. I do believe that. <laughs> um, Glad we're talking about it. David Spade <laughs> really holds plays up. Pat's lover named Perfect. Chris. And it's Perfect. also sort of. Um, it's an unclear and ambiguous name. Yeah. I'm glad we're so, talking about it. And, and uh, I want to get into the. Do we want to get into the the nuts and bolts of Pat and whether or not that's 
an issue because I I would I'm like to down staunchly on the side of Pat being pretty problematic too. There goes my hero. He's ordinary, and that's Thank about you. Tanner, uh, yeah. we have a little bit of time left in the show, and what I'd like to do, what we'd like to do in these uh, episodes that are this is season five. Yeah, the first show, the podcast, and what we like to do in the seasons after the first season is we do like to talk about um, the babysitting pros and cons, and what's good babysitting and what's bad babysitting, and really analyze the the film or the novel from the point of view of the babysitting in it. We've already sounded off a little bit on the fellatio stuff. Yeah, I say bad. It's fraught. It's fraught because it's all babysitting. The whole. Novel I don't think is, is babies. I think you, it's the mouth. Excuse me. It's a different thing. What are you saying? Is that? Are you making it? <sighs> I don't want to hear it. <sighs> I don't want to hear it. Do you want to take a second to fucking think about it? About whether we want to talk about this. <laughs> I don't want to, but you brought it up. It's fraught. Okay. Listen, the Thank whole. Thank you for hitting the a. U-G-H. <laughs> Pretty hard. The whole novel is about babysitting from start to finish. And there is babysitting throughout. But as a babysitter, you shouldn't do any of the things that Elizabeth Shue does, I think. I'm just trying to think. Here's the thing. I'm struggling with whether she's a good babysitter or a bad babysitter. It's objectively the case that Elizabeth Shue from the leaving Las Vegas narrative universe saves the children from being killed by car thieves in this. Well, sure. But, but she also shouldn't have taken them them to car thieves in right at all in the first place. I think a lot of the blame falls on the feet of Mallory Pike in this one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mallory Pike. She sort of gets herself in a situation with that she can't solve, where she's stuck at this bus terminal, and she fails to consider all of the possibilities in front of her, and she sort of ends up just relying on Madeline Stilwell coming into the city right. to save her, yes. even though she has a babysitting charge. Right. She could call her parents. She doesn't. She doesn't. She could call the police. Doesn't. She doesn't. Call a cab. Doesn't. $40 cab ride. They cover that. It's too expensive. Oh, they find $50 to to repair the car somehow. Yeah, Thor repairs the car for $50. He, like, fixes a a bullet hole in the windshield. And a pop tire, yeah. <laughs> and a pop tire. So that's a pretty good... Uh... <laughs> I I had a garden guy come over uh-huh. today. I, he hasn't given me a quote yet. So I when I moved here... Um, I didn't know how to have a garden. I lived in New York for most of my adulthood, so I don't know how to have a garden. And what has happened, especially over the last year, which uh, for a lot of people who don't know, it's been a pandemic, and uh, it's been uh, a lot of just... uh, Tough. It's been pretty tough, and so I haven't... Tough. I haven't done whatever it is you're supposed to do with the garden. But so finally I call, I got a landscaper to come over and just give me a quote. I haven't got the quote yet. But he showed up and I was like, hey, look, here's the thing. I don't know how to say this, but I fucked up my garden so bad. 
it's so bad. You said that to him? Yeah, I was like, look, just look at this. It's so bad. I tried I tried to salt, <laughs> but I discovered later that that's actually bad. Like, whatever is happening, he was like, he was just like this dude, you know, who like, he was like, what can I do for you? And I was like, I don't right. know. But look at this. When I got here, this was nice, and it was green, and there was grass, and now it looks like this. Oh, do you mean garden in the British sense of the word? Uh, what do you, you say? Your backyard. Sure. Okay. And my front yard. Yeah. And what the do front you? Yard. you what don't do you mean say? A literal garden. That's what like a garden you've, is. You've planted like flowers. Yeah. The, like there are two things are tomatoes. the same. Sometimes you plant flowers. Sometimes it's your yard. Yeah. Okay. Okay, uh, I'm realizing that there's like a translational issue, and I've, I'm for new listeners, I'm secretly British. In my yard, I, it's I my yard. I thought maybe you just failed to grow some flowers. No, in I a way the, that was distressing. The to grass you, is it gone. Turns out that you've killed your yard. The, the grass is gone. <laughs> okay. Well, you live in a hellhole, but it was similar to like the hellmouth. It's so yeah, hot and it's so there. hot. But I was like, I can anything grow? But we were like at cross purposes for a while because he was like, "What do you want done?" And I was like, I don't you know. Me, I just bud. like you. I don't know. Here's the thing. This used to look nice, and now it looks bad. This is the conversation I have every time I go to get my hair cut. They're like, "What do you want?" And yeah, I was just exactly. like, "I don't know." You tell me. Exactly. I want, You're the fucking. I want this dealt with. Haircutting expert. You fucking tell me. <laughs> yeah. No, that's exactly right. I, that's exactly right. With haircuts, I all that I always have that conversation, motherfucker. You're the fucking scissor man. You what cut my hair. For? Don't tell yeah. me. Don't make me fucking like. Oh, I like. I'm gonna like fucking spit haircutting knowledge at you. Just like make yeah. it look not bad. And it's true with gardens. And it was true also with this car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's why I was talking about that. I can't remember. It's been they such a long it. journey. We were talking about fraudage at one point. You were, and Thor, but Thor fixes the car, and uh, the girl is obsessed with Thor, and it's uh, and and he doesn't want to do it because they don't have enough money. But she gives and him they, they her they helmet. Have water. <laughs> There's more water, and that's Vincent D'Onofrio, and he's so young. He is so young. He's like a hunk too. He's so young. And yeah. he's very good. He doesn't do much. Yeah, he he just good. stands there. Like he freak. honestly is more water guy. He's Edgar. Yeah. <laughs> he just That's stands there like... He plays yeah. Menacing presence. Thor. Sarah. Oh, Thor, mighty god of thunder. Who is this kid? Uh, you must be Mr. Dawson, right? Secret identity. What do you want? Um, Mr. Pruitt sent us. Uh, this is our car. Give me sugar and water. Oh. And your skin is hanging off your bones. It's like a thousand feet tall. What a fantastic film. The movie ends and with And then they a... get home just in time. Yes. Don't they? Just in time. Well, yeah. there's a whole other set piece, which is a building in Chicago with like a big diamond-shaped roof in the 80s if, for folks who didn't live through the 80s in the 80s it was a law that every single movie had to end with a, a battle on a roof that was under construction in some way right like i don't know if you've seen three men and a baby recently but contrary to what anyone's memories of that film are th- most of the film is like the last 30 minutes where they have like a battle on a roof that's under construction yep 
because that's just like hard. lethal weapon. That's just like how you do it. <laughs> yeah. And so they had they the, were Christopher building Columbus, a lot of skyscrapers like, in the eighties, and they yeah. were just like, well. <laughs> we got this space. We got to do. Something. May as well use it, you know. So they have a lot of that, and it's good. And then the Thor Thor girl falls out the window, and it gave me vertigo. And I've got vertigo. I'm Jim. That's my Jimmy Stewart impression. I've got I've got vertigo. Oh, I'm afraid of yeah. heights. What do you think? I'm I'm afraid of heights, and it's from vertigo. It's, 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 it's bad. It's a wonderful life. <laughs> <laughs> now it's better. <laughs> I wanted to say it was bad, and then you said the iconic line. <laughs> it's a wonderful life. Um, and then they come home, and then, like, the last, like, like <laughs> the car chase where they're trying to race the parents home goes super fast, and instead Christopher Columbus decides to have the, like, the real excitement be, is Elizabeth Shue going to, like, clean off the counter? In time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because when they left the house, <laughs> they left in a hurry, and Brad was supposed to like clean up some mess in the kitchen. So that the main point of tension this entire film, the driving force was, will they get home in time to clean up that mess? Yeah, and it's good, and it's good, and, and we then said she everything. does, and she does. That's yeah. everything in the film. We said the whole film. Uh, and I then loved she leaves. It. Yeah. She leaves the babysitting gig and she walks outside and who's there but the adult baby and he says, please babysit me. Uh-huh. A lot of interesting fetish discussion in this film. It's been great. Mostly coming from you, I've found, but it well, definitely coming from the film. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it all in the text. Like... Right. Um, I love this one. Yeah. Much better than last week's, I'm assuming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's I, next, though, Jack? What are we even going to... We've got a big list, and the Baby Nation contributed people, to it. Folks, I want to say thank you to Quite everybody who has um, has given us suggestions. We've got a lot of really great suggestions in various formats. People have been emailing us. People have been putting it on Facebook. People have been tweeting at us. I'm glad that everyone is invested in the idea of rediscovering that a film or a book or some other property is actually about babysitting right um let's look at our list here um because we are have you updated it uh i've updated it i updated it with a couple of suggestions um so at some point we got to do uh stranger things stranger things we already discussed it a little bit in the mandalorian nope in the water world episode did we because she's in there anola Oh, yeah, Nola Holmes Stranger from Stranger Things. Things is in it, yeah. And there's um, a whole meme around the second season of Stranger Things being about a gentleman called Steve. Yeah, and he does the babysitting. Kids. Should yeah. we do that next? Say what? Should we do it next? Yeah, let's season do it. Stranger Things. Let's do Stranger Things, and we'll do Stranger Things next. Baby Nation, you're going to have to hop back a little bit. Yeah. I know there's currently three seasons of Stranger Things, but we will only be covering the second Steve. season of Stranger Things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. Because it's an iconic up. babysitting movie. Yeah. Um, excellent. Um, all the, It looks like I would like to say to you something, and what it is is thank you for bearing with me. Hey, you're welcome. And thank you to the Baby Nation for bearing with us. What we like to do on the show is talk about iconic instances of babysitting. 
it has ever been thus, and and so it continues to be. Mm. And this week we um uh we talked about uh, adventures in babysitting, which is one of the most iconic uh, babysitting uh, things. Ever. What I would like to remind everybody is that we have a Patreon where we talk about the Little Sister books, and it's the Big Sister Little Episode Show, and you must listen to it. And it is a mere $5 a month, and you get a whole episode a week, and it's good, and it's fun, and we sing the descriptions, and it's also a good way to keep us alive. And please do subscribe to it, and you must. That's at patreon.com slash podcast. Please do buy our merch, bit.ly slash merch. Join the Baby Nation Facebook group. Uh, it's tons of fun in there. Everyone is nice and good. And you also, assuming you are nice and good, can be admitted in there. And you will find your people and your home. And you will be welcomed with open arms. And that's the Baby Nation Facebook group. Search for it on Facebook. If you're not nice and good, you'll be summarily executed. Yes. And that's one of the downsides. But otherwise, Publicly it's good. Publicly executed. It's like that one episode of Star Trek Next Generation, which is, I think is maybe my favorite episode. You know what I'm talking about? Where it's like the world yep. is perfect, but like the... the, the Any crime is... But like yes. Wesley Crusher like falls, accidentally falls into a flower bed while he's trying to catch a football and they're like, oh no, now you have to be executed. Sorry, now it's time to be executed. Yep. Interesting, yeah, and it is. That one. That's what it's like in there, and that's and also watch Star Trek: The Next Generation. And finally, interesting please, to think about whether or not every episode with Wesley Crusher in it is a babysitting babysitting episode. episode. Yeah, and everything's that's babysitting we need to explore, isn't it? Isn't it? Hey, when you're a when you're a babysitter, everything looks like a baby. And that's Heidegger. Heidegger said that. And Heidegger said that it's um, and speaking of problematic. It's called. Um, let's dig what's into the German Heidegger a little for, bit. Ready to hand. What was Heidegger up in, up to in the um, 30s and 40s, Jack? Remind me. Ready to hand. He was writing Being in Time. Um, uh, Zuhandenheit. Readiness to hand. So it's like, it, it, it means like what a hammer, which is the metaphor he uses, mm-hmm. feels like a thing for banging things, but only because of like the way that you hold it. Right. If you held it's it something to the think about. head, it yeah. would feel like a... Maybe some like a like a drumstick or something, or something to poke with, or to point. That's interesting. It's interesting to think about. I'm realizing that I'm entering an area where I don't totally want to talk about Heidegger's philosophy. (laughs) (laughs) He had some difficult, challenging opinions. Listen, what I'd love to do is tell everybody to um, uh, rate and review our show on Apple Podcasts. It helps us to move through the rankings and. If you leave a nice review, I will read it. And just please do it. But be nice and don't be nasty. <laughs> yeah. And everyone is yep. mostly nice. And we have lots of five-star ratings. And thank you to everybody who has rated our show on Apple Podcasts. If you've been listening for a while, please do that. All that remains is for me to say this week is that this week we read a novel. It was called Adventures in Babysitting. It's the ultimate babysitting text. Next yep. week we're going to be reading a classic novel called Season of Stranger Things that Steve is uh, does the bit most of the Season babysitting two. in. Season and two, yeah. finally, guess what? What's my name? What? It's Jack Alexander Shepard. Okay. And what is your name? Tanner. Green Please green. do remember to round off the corners in your bedroom, drown all your dolls, call your senator and demand your right to bear time, and do not forget to let daddy love you as much as I do. Remember the Delaney's, remember the trip man. Take your dream horse through that maze. Claudia. It's wearing a bra now, and the way she talks, you would think that boys had just been invented. In 86, and in-
Do you want to tell Baby Nation, by the way, about any gifts you got for your birthday? Yeah. I got a nice gift from you, and you sent me one. And oh, it's I should, a, I should tell Baby Nation about this, too. It's Walter. It's Walter. It's I got a lovely gift, and it's still in its package, and Cyril and I are having a fight about it. That is a, a very... <laughs> in what way? Boy and dad having a fight, but they're both boys. We're like, this is, there's a fish in it. Yes, He's like completely on it. So, so Tanner sent me it's for a, my birthday. It's a mutant eel. A very cool action figure from, I guess, the limited run <laughs> action figures from Waterworld. But um, Cyril is very uninterested in the man. He was okay. just like, what's that fish? And he, it, he comes with a mutant moray eel. And yep. Cyril and I are having a fight about whether we should open the package, basically. Cyril says, open this. <laughs> he knows it's a collectible, right? Well, and that's what I'm trying to say, that it's a collectible. Um, and I also have a Jane Austen action figure, and I kind of want to open them both to try to make them kiss. Right. Because wouldn't that be perfect? Good instinct. Right. Anyway, we're at an impasse, and I've said I won't open it. But it was a very nice gift, and thank you. And I, it, it, like, honestly, it triggered this, like, I don't know. I guess you ordered it off eBay, so you haven't seen it. But it, like... Well, you sent me pictures. It triggered this, like, atavistic impulse inside me that like i used to buy gi joes they were three dollars and i would sometimes if i if i like had saved up my allowance for a while which was like two dollars a week jesus for a lot so for a long time i would go and i would buy three gi joes at once and like that feeling of having that package with like a guy in it it like it really like awakened those impulses where i was like i just like strongly even at my age want to open this packet and like set him up on some kind of a mountain and have I'll like, tell you this. some of the other guys storm the mountain. <laughs> the costs associated with that figurine that I purchased off eBay yeah. were at a level where I don't think it would decrease the value if you opened it and played with it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Thank you. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>